I'm Andrew Rice. I'm Luke Summerhay. I'm James J. Moyles. I'm James Yasser Stewart. Oh, I'm Mus. And you're listening to Monster Mash. And on this week's episode, as we continue to pad time and lead up to Sunbreak, <laughs> let's have a chat about the weapons of Monster Hunter. Yep, boy! were what finally convinced Jay to play the game because either Jas or it must have been Jas convinced Jay that they were like fighting game characters they <laughs> <laughs> are I stopped I myself so saying either Jas or Andy because we all know it wasn't Andy <laughs> <laughs> look I managed to get to play Yakuza eventually so sometimes I can do a bit of persuasion yeah, you're going to have to work hard Rick Kingdom Hearts um, <laughs> the the uh, that's a very fair point, though, and I think it is actually quite true. <laughs> so I think Jas's point about them all being like fighting game characters, I can easily see why that persuaded me. Um, but yeah, how, how are we want to do this? Are we just going to go for each weapon in turn, or...? Sunfield! Unless anyone has any big thoughts on just, like, the concept of weapons in Monster Hunter as a whole to get out of the way first. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should forgo weapons and just punch out the monsters. I, I do think it's like pretty key to what Monster Hunter is. The whole loop of kill a monster, make a weapon out of it, kill a bigger monster, make a weapon yeah, you'd out of that. Yeah, be pretty fucked with that. Like, that yeah. is Monster Hunter. Yeah. Uh, like, and I generally I find my weapon makes a way bigger difference than my armour. Like, I feel the need to make every monster's arm weapon. More so than I do every monster's armor. Okay, yes, well, I'd agree with that, but I'd say that's just volume more than anything. Because it like it has like, the bigger it has the bigger impact on how you're playing the game. Because like you could be fighting a specific no. monster, and go, you know, you could be fighting a specific monster with a certain weapon and go, I don't like this monster, and then you swap weapons. No, but most of us don't switch weapons. Like, I know what you mean there, Jack. Yeah, but you can... that's not how any of us play the game, <laughs> apart from you. <laughs> a lot of people play it that way, though. They like finding the matchups well, and me specifically, obviously as well. That's why why I'm bringing it up. I like finding if the I'm, right weapon for the right matchup. I would I stick to a weapon type, but I do like if I'm fighting, you know, a fire monster, switch to a water weapon and what have you. Hmm. Oh, like that's that's totally like different when you're swapping elements. Like, yeah, we're just talking about. Like, Whereas, unless I'm getting my ass handed well to me, unless I'm like hugely getting my ass handed to me, I don't bother. Swapping to good armor for a monster. I just go for whoever's got the highest defense. Yep. Or, let's be real, I go for what I think looks cute. Fair. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, G rank is where you know you really have to start getting into the nitty gritty of your armor skills and like properly focusing on that to succeed. Whereas, but even then, it's not. Rank, I don't think you. You muck out of like different armor skills per monster, apart from in, like some very specific oh no instances. no yes, yes you just find a setup that works for you and stick to that it that works for you and your weapon yes absolutely yeah. and if you're a coward then you make um, layered armor on top of that and if you're a real like legend and a hero then you just wear the armor that looks good even if the armor skills are terrible going solid right now as a a rice character has the actor only up with the cargo mask. Yep. Whereas a, a real hero would just have the Gawa helmet and take the damage. <laughs> do a playthrough like that. It's like Gargo mask only. I mean, yeah, I'll do it as a charity stream or something one day. <laughs> Pants and mask only. As long as Matt Lees doesn't accuse us of stealing his steez. I mean, you can't stream in your pants anymore, so... Or did he not stream in his pants? <laughs> he did for the first one, but the main thing was the character was just in their pants. Right, right, right. Thing. Okay, okay. 
But yeah, yeah, that did happen where he did the first one in his pants and he wasn't allowed to after that. Yeah. <laughs> stranger, stranger. Now that's a weapon. Greatsword. This massive blade cleaves in a wide arc with terrifying might and can even be used to guard in a pinch. The power of a full charge slash is overwhelming. That it is. This is my boy. I love the greatsword. So you consider this to be nice. your boy? Yeah. So when he started with a nice. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's starting in one game. That's not the same as saying it is your boy. I've played. I played it in four, uh, four years as well. How did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I played it in my PlayStation version of World. Yeah, I played it in World. That was my greatsword time. Would it be outrageous to say the blade, the uh, greatsword, is like the? The weapon that sort of represents Monster Hunter. I feel like it's in all the trailers. Yeah, I think it's definitely it's the, one the signature show. weapon. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for, the yeah. signature weapon. Yeah, I, I think that it is something that's, I mean, not necessarily totally unique, unique, but certainly, certainly the size of it, and like, there's nothing quite like the greatsword in any other game. I think you can, with a lot of the other weapons, that obviously there's some are mad, but um, you can draw parallels elsewhere, whereas this is just like your default big sword, Hit big monster. This is what this is all about. Well, I think it also it's probably the weapon that most forces you to learn a monster. Yeah, it teaches you possession. Yeah. Mm. So that's that's the strange thing to me is this is like the trailer weapon because it's I certainly wouldn't recommend it to a. Oh no, it's a terrible starter weapon. (laughs) Like, like if you start with this weapon, you're like, Christ, this game is slow and lumbering, and uh, I keep getting hit by the monster when I try to attack it. Um. And you, you know, you'd, you'd probably recommend <laughs> like this Raven Monster Hunter try playthrough. That's kind of Monster Hunter, isn't it? It's unapologetic. That's, a, that's what I'd use to describe Monster Hunter. So just say, so showing Incredibly off one of the big lumbering weapons. I don't know. That seems like such a quintessential Monster Hunter decision to me. <laughs> well, the the crazy part is if you go back to, I think it's anything before four. You don't start with one of every weapon. You start with enough money to buy one weapon. Mm-hmm. So if you pick greatsword, because it is the, the top one in the list, I think. And then, yes, yes you, yeah. your only way of playing that game is to learn this motherfucker. I, I mean, they were always cheap enough to buy, so I don't know how much I'd agree with that. But I mean, it's certainly not there in your inventory. But. Right? Yeah, it's not necessarily it's your only option. But I feel like people would feel more like. It might not occur to them that they could it can change. Maybe, yeah. I, I mean, I think weapons were cheaper back then as well. So they definitely uh, seem expensive in Rise. Yeah, crafting everything is really expensive in Rise, or just there's not enough money. Yep. Just a post financial crash monster hunter. That's all. I think with the great sword, since World, and even more so in Rise, they've just been improving and improving this weapon. Like I did like it in For You when I when I played with it, but it definitely felt very static. You know, you really were positioning heavy, and it was a lot more punishing if you if you were out of position as a result of that. But things like the you know the, the true charge slash giving you that little bit of forward momentum, plus of course the the actual visual feedback of big number making me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always fantastic. And then rise. The wirebug revolutionizes this weapon. I think. I think, well, I, 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 think I think I would go back to um, to, to generations as well with this one. To be fair, because I, I think that the the hunter arts mm, helped yeah. a lot with with giving it that extra mobility. So mm-hmm. I think it's definitely one that's been worked on for quite a while. And I think it is going back to what we were saying that classic. This is sort of seen as the default weapon, and so many people will pick it up for their first play and just not have a good time. So mm-hmm. I think it's the weapon that's definitely received the most attention oh. of, of the lot. Yeah. Well, I think like, um, like the the weapon is like the the new, well, the new thing they added to it was the, the tackle move when they added mm-hmm. that in World. Yeah, you, you tackle through to change into your other charged like combo, or like just cancel yeah. out of like a, a move if a monster's attacking you. You tackle to kind of absorb the hit rather than like dodge. I didn't properly play World in uh, sorry play Greatsword until World. Um, but I'm sure there is the person out there who argues that it's that it's lost something in being made more user friendly and giving all these mobility options. 
in the same way that people complain just generally about the difficulty in Monster Hunter or the lack of preparation, I'm sure some people loved the fact that mm. the Great Sword was like you had to know exactly where to be and when to be to pull off the moves. Um, and maybe I like I felt like I got that feeling, but I'm sure it's diluted compared to the feeling that someone playing like Try or something would have got if they'd really mastered the Great Sword. But also, who who's got time for that in the year of our Lord 2022? There is nothing quite like smacking a monster like out of the air with a level three true charge slash though. Oh yeah, it is such a satisfying feeling. Or getting a tail cut. I mean, anything that involves a level three true charge is generally quite a satisfying result if uh, if something breaks. Oh yeah, the true charge is only from world onwards, right? Correct. Yeah, because yeah, that was basically what I was aiming for the whole time I was playing world. Every other move was just to put me in the position to do a true charge slash, basically. <laughs> and my, my main memory of playing Monster Hunter World as a greatsword user was the monster is asleep and I'm carefully lining up where I'm standing so that the final hit of the true charge slash would be what hits it in the head. Yeah, uh, I, I'd like to try and do that in Rise, but someone keeps fucking blowing up the monster with a nuke and waking it up instead. <laughs> And do what he's got, he's got nukes. Yeah, gotta use them. <laughs> it's like um, Nelson in The Simpsons when he has that nuke the whales poster. He's like, well, got a nuke summit. <laughs> Sorry, when he mentioned the Simpsons thing with the April Fool's like can shake. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of games have just like a really big fucking sword. But like you said earlier, I think it is. I can't think of another game where it feels like it's heavy, the way it. I'd say even like compared to like Cloud's famously massive sword, it's not as it feels bigger. So he fucking you know. swings that around like it's. Yeah, he swings it around <laughs> like it's a, a cosplayer's like a foam sword, right? <laughs> yeah. Like the only sword, other sword that I can think of being like quite heavy is like some of like the ultra great swords and. Dark Souls. Mm, That's true, actually. They have a real impact to them. Um, But, yeah, other than that, most of them... Yeah, they they don't have the fluidity of the the Monster Hunter one, do they? They they are very much... Mm -hmm. Maybe they're closer to old old Greatsword. (laughs) Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, I did get... When I played through Dark Souls 1, the first time I finished it was with just a big fuck-off Greatsword. Uh, and it was a really good feeling when I got good at just dodging shit and then hitting it really hard once or twice. Stranger, stranger. Now that's a weapon. Sword and shield. A blade that allows you to attack quickly and up close while evading most incoming blows. Comes with a shield and can guard and bludgeon too. That's the that's the description that most sounds like they're trying to sell a kid's breakfast cereal. <laughs> is that just because Luke was reading it? It's because Luke well, was reading it, the but it and is, is comes with a shield, <laughs> and bludgeon too. Reminds me of uh, that fucking Cookie Crunch advert. Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp. The... <clears throat> yeah. Nestle Crunch. So this was one of my my world favourites, the old sword and shield. Um the old spin to win. And the old spin to win and the and the the, the, the big leaping jump attack that it had as well were very satisfying because I think it was one of the best weapons other than um Enclave for getting mounts, really. In world. Other than Enclave in world, which was a bit of a surprise to me. But um the thing about Sword and Shield is that, and it's kind of the design of the weapon as a whole, and it's why I would recommend it as a beginner's weapon, is that it does a bit of everything, but it doesn't do anything particularly well, except for mounting and world. <laughs> um, it's quick to sheath. Like, 
there's like, there's like a yes. get out of three, like you can get in, but, get in quick and get out like quickly as well. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily a unique enough thing, I suppose. Like I, I, I think when I think of Sword and Shield, it's the one weapon in the whole game that I just have no affinity to whatsoever. Mm. Like I've never ever em- embraced a, a Sword and Shield based lifestyle. <laughs> and like even in like arenas, I always like to play around with different weapon types when you do um, the arena quests. And I just see Sword and Shield, and I just I can't think of anything I'd rather play less. Like mm. I'm sure it's perfectly fine. It's one I should probably try out in some game, but yeah, it's, it's the one weapon type I've just never invested any time in. Um, I think if you're going to try it out, like Rise sad. would be the perfect one. Like with the, but that's what that was. You would actually have to learn how to use your Wildbird moves to get the best out of it. And I don't see you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and I love like the. That was the weapon I picked. Like Shurigeki and and Rise. It's just, like I think it's the best counter move in the game. Mm. And the big shot you could with a shield. Yeah. Yeah, and then you just like you go up in the air and then you just slam back down. It's just it's so much fun. And then, like you're talking about great sword, like knocking monsters out of the sky with a great sword, knocking a flying monster out of the sky with a shurigeki. It's like really mm. angry as well. I do think we we're talking about like some people might have said the great swords lost something in kind of making it a bit more uh, fluid, shall we say, uh, from like rise generations onwards. Even I, I think removing the oils aspect that was brought in for Sword and Shield is something that I wish they had retained because I do think that gave the weapon a bit of uniqueness and that bit of ironically for oils flavour gives you a little bit more uh, to do <laughs> yeah that, that's it the problem was like because I didn't I haven't engaged much with Sword and Shield I think I used it when I played tried to play 3U I used like Sword and Shield and um, Dual Blades because I'd heard they were the beginner weapons but I remember when I was coming to, I guess it would have been four. Was four where they added the oils? To you, to you for oils. Anyway, whichever one it was, where I was choosing a weapon, um, and like sword and shield is meant to be the beginner weapon, but I saw that and it put me off because it made it sound like it was going to be this complex affair to deal with, like making ammo for mm. a gun or something. So if they want it to be like the beginner's easy weapon, then I think it makes sense not to have a system like that in there. Whereas I guess, I guess. G- GU was not designed for beginners at all. I guess it's just uh, I there was something to it, like being able to put like exhaust oil. Was it exhaust oil? Was that exhaust? One yeah, like I had yeah. like KO and stuff like that. I remember using that. Like that's where I started using Sword and Shield, like the most as well. Was like generations, and there was like a had a paralysis Sword mm-hmm. and Shield, and like you put on the. Use the exhaust oils, which you would KO monsters and then paralyze them. KO and then yeah. paralyze like over and over. It was, like, it was great. Just really gave it another another element to its, to its, to its tool set. You know, like you could make like a proper status build like that, like you were saying there, Jess. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think what Luke's probably hit the nail on the head, though. Like they, from a design standpoint, they probably see, yeah, this is the beginner's weapon. Let's remove some of the complexity. I have enjoyed. Weapons which look like a sword and shield in um, other games. But part, what I usually like about a sword and shield is being able to parry. And that makes sense when you're fighting human sized enemy and doesn't make sense in Monster Hunter. So. Mm. Yeah. Geki's a parry, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Expensive. You're not just going to get it off on the hand all the time because you've got a two wire bug move as well. So you've got to kind of. Pick your moments when you want to use it to get the best out. Yeah. I think for me, um, I can't remember if this is in Rise or in World, where I had a training session on each weapon before picking whatever it is I'd use. Mm. But I think Sword and Shield is one of the more, at least the default one that you get at the very start of the game, like when you get one of each weapon. It's just one of the more dull-looking bits of equipment. Like, it doesn't have... As much personality, I don't think, as some of the other more exotic Monster Hunter weapons, which well, kind of. I'm looking at it. The... I'm yeah. looking at it right well, now. Well, I don't think it's just that, right? It's very true to life. Like Sword and Shield is. Well, a this is the other like... thing. Type, right? This is the other thing I was going to get into, which is that um, if you, the other thing is just I don't find the shield a particularly interesting part of the kit. Whereas if I, I haven't played Gunlance, but at least you've got a fucking massive shield, and I think it's just. 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, this, I, it's this just something that doesn't appeal Captain to me. Captain America either. shield does not look like it would block like a Ravlos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't use it for like blocking the you do the shield bash like combo. Also, to be fair, Captain America could definitely block a Rathalos. <laughs> True. Okay, so we know that Andy's a cap stan, but but it's Look, it's I just um believe in him. <laughs> I mean, I I fucking cried when he got me on this. So I think the the shield with the sword and shield is. I don't remember using it much when I did dabble with Sword and Shield like pre-World, but it is... It was generally always like, like the previous games before like World, and before then it was like all the sword kind of combos. Yeah. One of the main kind of damage output, but that's the weird thing about Rise, it's changed. Whereas like the Shield Bash like combo is like it's probably like most effective like combo you can throw out on depending on your setup. And then it, that combos into the the mount attack. Um, you can, can do that. Jump you can, you can, there's like a reaping slash, like kind of a whirlwind, like three sixty slash. You can do in rise. Ah, right. I've, thought I've not played it in rise, so yeah, that'll, that'll explain that. But I do get what you're saying. Those um, in terms of the the visual aspect, I do think the shield is not very visually interesting as well. And I think part of that is because you mentioned, of course, it was in World that you you had mm-hmm. that. I do think World has a problem of not having many visually interesting weapons. Of course, luckily they improved that for Rise. Uh, and I think as a Sword and Shield is not a visually interesting weapon massively to begin with, then it was maybe hit harder by yeah, I mean, World's less World was... impressive visual infamous for it yeah and like the problem with the sword and shield is that both the sword and the shield are pretty small so mm. there's not much space to do anything interesting so if you've got like a tiny little piece of monster on the hill or something it's funny that i look like the sword on the sword and shield in real life that's quite a big sword but compared yeah, just... to all the monster hunter weapons it looks like a piddly little butter yeah. knife <laughs> <laughs> Like there's some really there's really cool weapons like the the blue Raphalos weapon is like this this like glowing red and yellow like magma blade it looks looks mm. so cool quite like and the Rathian one as well it's like a poison like rapier needle a rapier mm-hmm. but then you look at the shield next to it and it's just like oh yeah here's some spikes on the shield <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it does feel that the sword visually gets a bit more love. Yeah, and it's certainly in world. Right, we'll get to the good sword and shield. Um, <clears throat> See, this is uh, something I always, I'm not always, I'm currently thinking about, <laughs> which is um, we've talked uh, from a design point of view, like in terms of teaching new players. I always find it an interesting decision when games decide to make perhaps a more, I don't know, is it is it a bit of a jack of all trades weapon? We said that right. Whereas yeah. I kind of like picking something more specialized which while might not it might not have like the same transferable skills to other weapons this is just a general point not specifically monster no but it it teaches you to you know learn that weapon really well rather than whereas something i don't know it seems all the other weapons in monster Hunter feel a little bit more at least that i've dabbled with a little bit more specialized i don't know how transferable the sword and shield really is but then i haven't used it so Maybe that's bollocks. <laughs> Basically, none of them can really be transferred between one another. Like, where you can move around the monster, obviously, is transferable, but the combos are a little different for everything and the timing mm. and everything. I guess you could, you know, graduate from Sword and Shield to Charge Blade and it would make some sense. Mm-hmm. Just wouldn't be hitting this quickly. That'd be the only thing to kind of adjust to. Mm. Stranger, stranger. Now that's a weapon. Jewel blades. Blades that deliver an onslaught of slices in rapid succession. Activate demon mode to dance deadly rings around your foes in exchange for stamina. Yeah. I like these things. They're good. Uh... They feel like, in, I'm sure they've have always been the agile 
you're kind of dancing on a knife's edge with your with your stamina yeah. management and stuff. But I think the pace of rise lends itself quite nicely to these weapons, where you can really accentuate your movement even more. So I quite like them for that, particularly with uh, some of the what do you call them? The switch moves, the one that's that have you zipping up and down the uh, the monster. They're so good. It feels like you are uh, a top class scout from Attack on Titan when you when you get that just right. Seeing all those little numbers. Ah, yeah, I love the good look stuff. of that move. Yeah, these are like definitely one of my favourites in Rise as well. Like right up there in the top five, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Rise specifically is just like the counter move that it's got. Like it's just so much fun. Like a monster roars, you hit the counter and you just do a three sixty spinning attack at it. It's great fun. Yeah, I certainly can't vouch for modern day um, dual blading, um, but this was my main weapon in 3U. Um, I, don't, I don't think they were in try, but I think they brought them back for 3U, so it was one of the sort mm-hmm. of exciting new ones to try out. Um, and yeah, it, it, to me, this is all the fun that people would say about the Sword and Shield, but just more fun. You're doing even more damage, you're a little bit more agile. But yeah, no, dual blades is, is always a good time when you pick them up. I've never got on with them. I've never, like, when I've tried them out, I've never... That's interesting, too, you have got the affinity for Sword and Shield. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's... Ironically enough, for the Sword and Shield, like, the simplicity of it all, I think Mm. the stamina, having to juggle your stamina and, like, to, you know, get be in demon mode to get the most out of it, I just couldn't really get my head around it. I know the weapon probably shines the most once you get access to things like dash juice and... And things like that. Well, uh, yeah, yeah but I, I, I never found time, the stamina management to be such an issue. Obviously, once again, this is back in the day. Like, yeah, like, you may use mega dash first in the old games. Where you no, no, I just I didn't stamina. tend to use. <laughs> I just didn't tend to use uh, demon mode enough, probably back mm. in the day. But I still felt like I was always doing a lot of damage. Like mm-hmm. I think even in your normal form, you're still packing a hell of a punch. And then yeah. the, the I always find that the demon mode's more like the ability to more like focus in like you can do more damage over time i don't think you're hitting that much harder yeah like when a monster's like down or something like that's when you yeah exactly yeah yeah i play a lot more aggressively with demon mode on as much as i can possibly put it on which obviously puts me at uh at more risk but that's the kind of thing that i like i like feeling like i'm on a a knife's edge with the monster like you're built like because a lot of the things with monster hunter you're building up a sense of rapport with this beast as you gradually learn its moveset. And I think having that, being on that knife's edge kind of heightens that sense. So that's what I like about the dual blades. But then having having done that so much, I'm now very comfortable with when to kind of turn the stamina, or like, you know, uh, turn yeah, the demon yeah, yeah. mode off and on. Do you know what I mean? I think it's one of those weapons where... If you if you get stuck into it, then over the course of a playthrough of a of a campaign, you'll uh, you'll build up that that knowledge. It'll just become second nature, and it's like I barely even think about it anymore. <laughs> is how much I've uh, kind of gotten yeah, used yeah. to the timings of it. So, how does demon mode actually work? What does it do? Changes very good question. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and Rise, like, obviously, like, well, in general, like, on all the games, when you went into demon mode, it allows you to, like, hit more times within your combo, and it's making your combo, like, come out quicker as well. And I think it's you also... Fill, you, fill, um, you, you, you fill a gauge at the same time, Yeah. Mm-hmm. push you into that mode, and, like, once you hit the threshold of that gauge, like, you basically just put it in that mode until it drains, and then you reset. And I think the other way. thing is, is that, like, you, you, you get sort of different dodges so rather than doing your full roll once it's activated you do sort of a quick sidestep to the yeah so but the trade-off of course is your stamina starts draining like hell yeah correct yeah i wouldn't say to be fair i don't think it's that dramatic a drain really like it's 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 a manageable yeah you you notice it if you start also dodging whilst in uh, yeah, that's that's the main thing. Mode. Don't dodge too much. Don't like, dodge when you need to. Like, just keep grinding the stamina. When you're yeah. in that mode, otherwise, because that doesn't really matter. It's not like it's Dark Souls where yeah. so stamina. It's, it's very much costs your stamina. Like you're only dodging costs your stamina and rise. Yeah, and most it, of it's very much a mode that rewards you for taking risks, or conversely, for only you know 
taking the smart engagements with it because obviously mm-hmm. the more you dodge effectively the more you're capping your own strength and ability to actually do anything because uh, it drains your stamina so much which is again one of the reasons why i think i i quite like it because there's that balancing act that you've got a thread in each fight i see it also i've noticed that it tears through um your weapon durability oh yeah, yeah. sharpness yeah. sharpness yeah yeah i mean you, you you don't get much sharpness anyway with them like i think with the smaller weapons that tends to be the case right? i guess because skills just because you're that. hitting more more times mm-hmm. per minute so it makes sense but obviously, the the other thing is, is that they are very good for the status effects. So if mm. you got paralysis or something on you, then you've got a very good chance of getting those off. Much the as well. Than if you really good for the something else. I guess because, like I said, greatsword feels like the signature weapon of Monster Hunter. For some reason, I never felt like the uh, the dual blades just felt wrong to me. They didn't feel like Monster Hunter. It feels a bit too quick, a bit too easy. Doesn't quite give me that feeling of, ooh, I'm playing Monster Hunter. And I'm sure if I got to know them, I could, like, develop an affinity for them. But that particular feeling that I'm looking for, I don't quite feel like I get. Yeah, it's it's unlike a lot of the other weapons because your opportunity cost doesn't come from being uh, locked into one of the heavy animations. Mm. It comes from balancing your a meter <laughs> and i can understand yeah. why you aren't as into that and I also mean, i i know that a lot of people have the opposite experience i often hear stories of people like i monster hunter seemed crap until i tried the jewel blades i'm like oh here's a weapon that i can you know understand that doesn't feel like i'm playing a turn-based rpg in the middle of an action game yeah so i, I mean guess, we yeah. talked about um transferable skills between uh different weapons it's not so much that this is a transferable skill but if it's a if it's a way into monster hunter then i think like i after having beaten rise did start dabbling with things like greatsword and i was like oh actually now that i understand these monsters better Mm. i can start to get my head around these really heavy weapons without feeling like oh god i'm stuck in some mud (laughs) or something do you know what i mean yeah so i think it's I think it's a good if if anyone is like new to Monster Hunter, and they're struggling with the pace of whatever weapon they're using, I think Dual Blades is a really good one to switch to to see if that might get you over that kind of thing that might cause you to bounce off the game otherwise. Well, on a similar topic, Jas, do you want to move us on to our next weapon? Yeah. Stranger, stranger. Now that's a weapon. The longsword. A sharp weapon that charges up the spirit gauge as you cut into your prey and can unleash powerful spirit blade attacks. Also allows for technical dodge and counterattack combat. This was the weapon that let me get into Monster Hunter. Um, I think I've said before, like I played a bit of 3U, didn't get very far with it because you guys have basically already completed it. Played a bit of 4U, killed it with gravy. Um, so Generations was the one that I got super into. And yeah, the longsword was the weapon in that. Gravy was your weapon of choice. (laughs) (laughs) The worst status effect. (laughs) So what what monster was that that you started like the longsword? Was that generations? Generations. Because that's the first one I played like for any real length of time. Hmm. Was that just you don't remember? No, like I don't think I don't think I played like longsword at all and. Generations. Okay, like... no, but, but both me and Luke are on longsword in, in generations. Yeah, so tripping you fuckers up constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... I, think I was like, that was the, was the lads probably getting tripped all that time. It's all coming back. I've never played longsword, but I don't want to inflict that misery on others. <laughs> so I don't yeah. think I ever will. Because my only association with longsword is just getting tripped up when I'm trying to like do a. I was going to say, if you do play a Jay, just like. Do it in solo. Do it solo once. Yeah. Well, um, should belong. Yeah, I when I was playing through GU. So after we'd played Double Cross, I was playing through GU with my friend May. So I was still using my generation's character. Um, but I used her long swords in single player, but whenever we played together I swapped to the hammer. Because otherwise it was just the two of us with long swords going at the tail. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> It was a trip down memory lane. I think the only time I've ever 
put Flinch Free on a set was World, where I think you and Moss were both on Longsword, Luke. <laughs> I, mean, I was great sword in World. I used Longsword in World. I used Longsword sure when I played World before I came to Japan. But that's because I you only had the game for like three days, so I just battled through. Longsword at one point and then swapped about. Yeah, there's definitely two Longsword users, and I was like, fuck this, I'm putting Flinch Free on my set. <laughs> always be in there anyway, in multiplayer. It's just so easy to jam in. But yeah, in World, it had like a whole bunch, not sorry, not World, Generations. It had like really fun and easy hunter arts, and it fit in really nicely with the um, like the adept style and stuff. Adept style, mm-hmm. mm. yeah. I know, like I know, the Valor style was like pretty popular. As well. I never played much Valor style because obviously it wasn't in. It gives you like the generations that we didn't understand. Build, up once you build the gauge up in Valor yeah. style, like you get like yeah, a brave style a guard point like counter. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was brave style when they brought it west. You brave, yeah, brave. Cool. Yeah, that was a cooler name anyway. I feel like at this point, I'm pretty sure Longsword is the most popular weapon. Yeah, it's and they definitely ever since World. And they definitely know it's the most popular weapon because when you finish Rise, your reward is a Longsword. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I think they've always been like that. I think it's one of the. But also, it's just, I think it's quite a sort of ceremonial thing, right? That like, is just a thing you do in like ancient Japanese culture. Was yeah, getting a, yeah, exactly. getting a katana from your lord was. Mm. Also, it's not a very good sword, so it's not like it's meant to be some like getting the bandana <laughs> yeah, at the end yeah, of Metal Gear or something. This is your end game weapon. <laughs> certainly isn't. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think that the the long sword has a, like it's got a nice sort of simple to use combo in that once you've built up your gauge you're sort of mashing the button a couple times trying to get that sort of three hit combo off to to build it up to the next level and i think that is you know there's there's not a lot of difficulty in the execution Mm. of it like it it has a nice broad arc so there's a strong chance you can still hit the monster with it um so i think it is quite this is another one of the sort of nicer to get into the game with weapons um Mm. i think it's got more depth than perhaps some of the smaller weapons, it's still got quite a bit of speed behind it, so it doesn't suffer for, in the same way that a greatsword does. Um, and yeah, like, obviously, it, it can be quite a selfish one in that you can end up tripping everyone else like mad. It's but uh, You can't do really much about it, though, really. I know, like I said earlier, like, I really hate it. And long yeah, 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 but, so but that's it. It's just the wide yeah. sweeping attacks that it's got, and, like, that's why it, mm. it's a trip, it's a, just a big trip magnet because of that. But you certainly do feel like you're doing a lot of damage. Um, yeah, especially it's, it's quite stupidly a speedy strong weapon. fucking weapon, especially in Rise. It's just all the new stuff they added to it as well, like the, the foresight counter, like the EI counter slash, and like it's just a bonkers, like strong like weapon. It's unbelievable how much they've added to it over the last few games. It gets and crazier I think and crazier. One of the reasons I really liked it when I did is because it. It's a nice middle ground. It's not as slow as like Greatsword, so it's not off-putting to learn. But it's not as quick as just hammering the buttons in like a, a Sword and Shield or a Dual Blades. So it felt like I was learning positioning a bit, but still having a good time mm-hmm. and doing quick attacks. And I think also you've got the reach as well. So mm-hmm. if you are trying to cut off a tail or something and the monster's sticking it up, you're kind of a bit done with a Sword and Shield or a Dual Blade. Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah, like the, you do have that verticality. I found um, yeah the, the long sword. I found that uh, overhead chop attack was particularly useful on any flappy boy, <laughs> any like Rathian or Rathalos in world, which is why I used this. Even if you were only using it to tickle its belly or tickle its tail, you could at least do something, which I quite liked about it. Like the long sword is a weapon where, in pretty much any situation, you can do something with it. Right? Yeah. So it's good for that. Stranger, stranger, now that's a weapon. Hammer, a blunt force weapon that hits hard, yet doesn't hamper mobility. A smack to the head may stun enemies, has powerful charge attacks, and a variety of manoeuvres. This guy knows some manoeuvres. I was gonna gonna sing Hammer Time right up until you said the word (laughs) manoeuvres. Said I made a shit Family Guy reference, so there you go. Yeah, you did. 
Out of interest, was the other description going to be hammers are a basic yet essential tool for many trades used in a wide range of construction projects, including driving, nailing, and breaking? Uh, no. Andy has just looked up <laughs> hammer on Wikipedia. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, hammer is well, very simple, but very fun, because you have to get God, right up in the hammer. monster's face. It's just... Yep. Something so visceral and fun at this boat, especially like World and Rise, where they introduced the uh, the big bang attack. They call it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Where you just hammer what was circle on uh, in World, you just repeatedly smack the monster. Was that, was that new in World? Yes, world, yeah, it was. Yeah. Huh. Um, you hammer and, up and then you just like once the monster's like down, you just as Jay says, you like, stop. Um, no, I just I, I I remember it quite well, and I didn't. I don't remember spending that much time with the hammer in World. Like, I think there so was like a me. similar hunter in, in Generations Ultimate. No, no, but obviously the, the main time it's I used like the hammer attack. was was back in Try. So um, obviously I, I didn't think it was necessarily from that, but yeah, no, I do, I do remember that attack quite well, which is odd considering it's not something I spent a lot of time with in World. But maybe yeah, it was your arena. I thought. Well, that's it. I mean, I, sword and shield. <laughs> I think that's the the fun thing about hammers is that they are quite easy to pick up, right? Like, yeah, so obviously, it was the one in my the first game that I that I got into the game with, which I think, in some degrees, maybe I, you know, under undercut the experience a little bit. Obviously, you can't cut off any tails or anything when you're playing hammer. Um, so maybe made a few things more difficult there, but certainly you know when you're, you're going up against the Baroth and you're smashing his head off, there there is absolutely no better feeling than than watching that head. I was going to say, did this come up bashing it? in our Baroth episode that Jas had like a horrible time with it, whereas you just smashed his head in with a hammer and it didn't bother you as much? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I was great. I was great sword. Yeah, like, it's because I was great sword against the Baroth, not not a hammer. <laughs> yeah, I. I've... The hammer's fun, and it's it's like it is simple, but then there are a few little tricks to it. Like, it's got the charge and stuff as well. Yeah. And you can overcharge it in a way that you can't with, like, the greatsword. Again, it cannot... Can... Mm. No, but it, it's more a case of you can't just be charged all the time. And wait for the monster to get into position. You've got to like time it. Um, There's another one like the uh, like the longsword. I really liked using it in the adept style because you would charge it right after the dodge and charge up like a super move. So it felt like it really felt like you were doing like a, a bayonetta dodge and getting your best move off. All right, I I haven't had the pleasure of playing much hammer, but I did uh, did dabble with it a little bit in in rise, and I've got to say it's got the greatest fucking wire bug move <laughs> or maneuver that you could pull off. The impact crater <laughs> one, right? <laughs> it's like one where you can whip it, go into the air and you like start spinning around in the air. like And then you heels, slam down. Yeah, and you slam down. And that's pretty much the only move I'll use because I think it's genius. Well, <laughs> that's wrong, to be honest. <laughs> funnily enough, boss, that, that move was actually when you had slopes in, in World. That's yeah. uh, like, a different move. It, well, it felt similar. It felt similar, right? <laughs> and like, but it was always fun sliding right, down I still got that beast. I think must have talked about the wirebug move. <laughs> yeah, but like, I yes, I got that's all I did in world. Or like, that's what I tried to do as often as I could, just find a slope <laughs> and like just spin to win so much. I feel fun. like I've got I could picture in my head you just constantly doing that very yeah. easily. Yep. But no, I say that like that is also a wirebug move. They just like no slope needed. You can just charge into the right. big jump spin attack. Three sixty no slope. <laughs> <laughs> but the a great is... thing about um the hammer when we were playing double cross was when we were eating for skills, I always just wanted KO mm-hmm. and the letters KO were written in English. <laughs> <laughs> So I didn't have to memorize any kanji to like always find my skill. I would just look for KO. Nice. Really, really helping your pursuit for the Japanese language there. Yeah, kanji can fuck off. <laughs> and I, there's this recurring thing, right, where I'll speak to kids and I'll ask them like, oh, "Do you like?" They're like, "No, I hate kanji. I have to memorize two thousand kanji. I have to study every day. It's horrible." And I'm like, "So, do you think Japan should get rid of kanji?" Oh no, definitely not. No, it's traditional. Damn, these kids have been brainwashed hard. <laughs> so, 
I think one of the things about Hammer is like you've got. <laughs> I the... would have preferred just not getting the polite laugh, to be honest, Mus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the silence would be better <laughs> than the la- uh, Okay. Yeah, I don't care. Um, toy so... Story, bro. <laughs> yeah, toy cool story, bro. Um, no, no, no. But the thing about Hammer in Rise, I would imagine, is that although it's got that. I suppose it had it in World anyway, but you had to use a slope. But although it's got those insane uh, maneuverable kind of moves, I'm guessing it really retains its uh, its core DNA of being a big mm. chunky hunky boy uh, mm. when you get in there. Which is um, pro- probably, I don't know, uh, we've all played a fair variety of weapons in, in Rise. I think that's something you can say specifically about Rise, is that although it gives you these extra tools for mobility each of the weapons still feels like it's very distinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing I really love about the hammer, it's in Rise. It might have been in other games, I don't remember it. But you know that thing that good animation does where right as you... Well, if someone gets punched in the face or something hits something else, you get a little freeze. Headstone. Like headstone. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does that real nice. Mm. So as you smack the monster right in the head with the hammer... You get like a little shockwave coming out and everything just like freezes just to give you that little shot of BAM. It's real nice. Yeah, that's the impact of the weapon. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. what it's what it's about. Yeah, that's a that's a fighting game term going back to our, our earlier point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, big I know a lot of people were like complaining about that in Rise because it's not as prevalent as it is in compared to World. But I noticed it though. Really noticed yeah. I thought it was. But a they're, nice they're saying there's less of it in Rise than World. Less of it in Rise compared to World, yeah. But I, I, I like the level that it had. I like the level that it had in Rise. I didn't use it in World, but I felt I felt it, and I thought that was enough to really. I think that's just like hit stop in general for like all the weapons in yeah, right. like both games. Mm. Not specifically right. the hammer, but I think you yeah, think you generally you. You bring it up with the hammer because obviously I think you are going to notice it way more there because oh yeah hyper focus on the monster's head. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's what gets the laugh, is it? Yeah, that's a good little joke, Mario right? voice. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's because I didn't fucking expect it. <laughs> like it just <laughs> you went oh yeah, and then just went oh yeah, and it was like a little sheepish fucking Luigi coming out the closet. Like what's going on there? <laughs> Stranger, stranger. Now that's a weapon. A highly defensive weapon whose sturdy shield can withstand fierce attacks while preserving mobility when guarding. Great for counterattacks and sharp combos. I mean, Lance is a, a tricky one. Like, I hated Lance a lot for the first few games, but um, it was it was uh, must have been Generations Ultimate that I decided to finally get stuck into it. And yeah, no, it's, it, it, it's a lot of fun when you get there. But it is hard work to get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, mom. Um, my friend Rob, he's like a Lance boy through and through. Although he's only ever played Try and then World. Mm. Um, but to me, it, yeah, it just seems like the sensible boy's weapon. Um, it's just when you want to get stuff like done, you pick the Lance. Like uh, I'd say <laughs> if there was any weapon and most of the spot, I'd see as my main weapon, it's Lance. Consider my image that's, what, that's what got me through Andy charging at a monster and getting knocked <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it the sense yeah. of a wise weapon. Yeah. Look, like, it depends who's playing with the weapon. <laughs> the charge is great, don't get me wrong, man, but like I just like the what I love about the lance is that you can just stay like stuck to a monster. Like you're always it always feels like you're kinda of, you can be dancing about with the monster. It's yeah. like a, it's like stay on it, consistent damage like through and through and just like counter-party and basically it's the party weapon in a way. Yeah, it's definitely safe to stay in that monster's face because the worst thing that can happen is you do a bit of a block and you're basically fine. Yeah. Um, obviously it does involve quite a bit of precision um, so that I think that's the biggest barrier to entry is, is making sure you get the exact right position to get your jab yeah. in. It's Otherwise, like, like I've seen about the Greatsword earlier, like Greatsword's like learning positioning and kind of Lance is kind of the same except Obviously, like you got the shield aspect of counter hit. Yep. Yeah. Position definitely matters. Yeah, I think it definitely lacks some of the flashiness of the other weapons we've spoken about so far. 
like even sword and, sh- and some of the weapons that will be coming up. Yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I do think even even like sword and shield, which we've said is probably like the least maybe like interesting weapon to a lot of you guys. Like, like you can't say the lance has a lot of a lot of flair to its attacks. Most of its attacks are no, it definitely po- doesn't. Po- like the satisfaction <laughs> of it comes from like the counter attacks that you yes. can do. Yeah, and knowing that you can, especially like the shield up skills and like that, you can tank. Yep. big hits quite reliably it's like guard up big just guard this being attacked yeah that's and it stuck in that's it fun. I mean we spoke think... about in the behemoth episode like like try to play the different roles and there's only you know if you want a tank character in Monsanto you look at Lance like that is your tank through and through big fuck off shield yeah yeah the um the weapon and I mean this is true of the gun lance as well but it feels the most European, I think, of all of the... Like, it feels more, to me, you know, like a classic knight, but with a ridiculously long... Uh, well... Lance, it just doesn't have a, a mount, right? It, what were you going to say? I was going to say, uh, that might be because Japan basically <laughs> never... He has his own mount, the Lance. You are your Japan own basically mount. never has shields throughout um, the history of warfare. So yeah, it's that's why it's just not an image you associate with like a samurai warrior or Japanese games. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really have shields. Um, I think like very early on when Japan was basically just like a bit of Korea, they did. Um, but yeah, most of what we consider modern Japan's history, they never had shields. Mm. But I think yeah, the lance is the lance in Monster Hunter is like a lance in real life in that it's very effective. But it's not as exciting to watch as someone with a sword. Mm. Like, you watch, like, a film and it's like, yeah, if they just form up in ranks with shields and lances, that's very difficult to defeat. But seeing a bunch of people spinning around with swords is much more fun to watch. Mm. So that's why the hero always just, you know, fucks about with a sword. But the villains, you know, the Roman legions or whatever, (laughs) it's less thrilling to watch. But it is very, very effective. So I like still, Jess says, I, still, I, I don't I think know. I still know. tend when, to use lances. I tell you what, when like, those Spartans narrowed their enemies, in, put their enemies through a narrow corridor where their numbers counted for nothing, that was exciting cinema. So I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but how much <laughs> did those Spartans use lances and... Well, they used them for a bit, and then they went fucking metal and completely yeah, fucked and their own. Yeah, that's the bit. Yeah, I know. But like, <laughs> yeah. See, see, yeah, I'm, but I'm yeah, thinking Lord of the Rings, right? Lord of the Rings have plenty of lance play. Yeah, but not the from the cool characters you remember. I remember Theoden. And, he's on a horse. Uh, that's the thing. That's, he's Theoden? on a horse. Yeah. It's not oh, like, yeah, yeah. They do have the horses. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. using a sword. <laughs> well, they did most, did most of their charging, right? Andy just doesn't see the horse. He just sees a guy charging with a lance. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, so, <laughs> we've already said it's a part of the horse play. Very few... Like, yeah, yeah. It's only... You only use them defensively. Otherwise, you wouldn't just go out into a field with a big fucking pike and just start jabbing people. That's that's, that's not. It's not <laughs> no, Diablo. You march forwards with them. Well, that's a pike, not a lance. You're talking about that, mate. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Christopher Pike. <laughs> fucking done you there. You done me. That's it. Sorry, I'm off. <laughs> Light bowgun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, no. We probably should mention underwater combat while we're on lance. Should we? Should we? Wasn't it like the one weapon that made sense underwater? Yeah, because you just charge. <laughs> just do the charge <laughs> move and you're sailing through the water. I was too busy hating Lance at the time, so I yeah. do not remember. I, I swear it's come up all the times where it's like, oh, I don't mind the underwater combat. Like, yeah, it's because you played Lance. Yeah. No, I didn't mind it, but I didn't okay. play Lance. There you go. I think it was fine for corrected. Hammer. See, so. I am... Um... I've never been tempted to try Lance. Yeah, it's like I think it's the one I have played all the weapons because of certain like arenary type quests mm. forced you to, but it does mm. feel the most restrictive. I think of all of the at least all of the melee weapons mm. because that mm. positioning and your is, I mean positioning with all weapons is important, but it's hyper important with the lance because otherwise you're just going to be completely ineffective. But maybe well you're you're really maybe in my next to game. the position right yeah. But it's so it's so different to all of the other melee weapons, except maybe gun lance. But you know what I mean. <laughs> it, it being not yeah, I, I think well it's lit, definitely a rite of passage to do it. Popular. You see it as a rite yeah. of passage. 
I, I think it's one that everyone has to do at some point. I, I think yeah. it's a it's a tough one to pick up, but it is a satisfying ride once you you've got mm. to grips. Can with you it. can you think of any other games that have a weapon set quite like the Lance? Because I can't. No. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Which is I what makes me kind of want to. Yeah, yeah. It's the best. Even then, I just can't think of anything. Because you can like. you can set up like a shield and lance setup. But it, but it still plays like any other weapon to some degree, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's a bit jabbier, I suppose. Oh, I guess the fact that you're like you're really stuck is maybe yeah, you need yeah. to monster hunter. I'll give it a go at some point. <laughs> maybe when the DLC comes out, I'll switch to switch to lance. Yeah, see, that's the thing that makes me sad about it being DLC is that. I'm just gonna have to feel like I'm gonna have to continue with what I've got because I've already put so many resources into it and I'm piss poor. But you'll have a lot of resources though, slow surely, like that you could use. It's mostly the money. We've got a lot of right animal if, parts. If they yeah, make it, cash. <laughs> if they make it so that like the economy gets rejigged when you get into um, G rank, yeah, yeah, it won't be an issue. But yeah, we don't know the details yet. Stranger, stranger. Now that's a weapon. Light Bowgun. A weapon that excels in long-range combat. Fulfills a variety of roles, from rapid-fire barraging to inflicting status ailments based on the type of ammo used. Right, on you go, Jasp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I not really, like, get into using, like, the ranged weapons in Tall World. Like, and what I, I like specifically about Light, light Bowguns is, like, the... Like spread ammo, like shotgun style, like kind of builds, like that still keep me close to the monster. Like that's typically when I play them, that's what I prefer to use them as. I did touch on the weapon, the ranged weapons in the older games, and they seemed awful. Whereas yeah. it does seem like World has massively improved them. Yeah. By yeah. What do you think? think first first the main thing with like they just play like third person shooters now. You hold down the left trigger, yeah. aim with the right stick, and shoot. Oh, I don't think I agree with that. I, th- I think that when I played, like, so, so I often gravitate towards the ranged weapons in arenas because the thing that puts me off of ranged weapons is very much the putting the work in to make sure I have the right bullets and everything. So mm. I really oh, enjoy playing sense. them in arena because everything's there. I know I have the optimum setup or the only setup I'm allowed. There's no. That's what I was going to say. Like they, either way, they're at their best when you have like specific like like set like from. Mm. Like skills like are yep. massively important for like the ranged weapons. Like if when you're playing like the ranged weapons early game, like I didn't rise with the with the light bow gun. Like it was like a lot of times it was really rough. You're doing like nothing kind of damage, and the most fun I got in early rise with the light bow gun was the little wirebug move that it's got, that where you can flip into the air and plant uh, the landmines onto its onto a monster mm. like back or its face, mm. and then shoot and get your damage out that way. But pre before that, like in World, like, like I was saying before, like it was the shotgun style, like spread ammo that I kind of gravitated towards because I always like kind of shotguns and first person shooters. So as soon as like the shotgun style ammo, like the monster, I'm going to use that like right away. And that's like mainly where I get most of my fun out of it. Like, obviously, I branch out here and there, like. Like I said, it's like specific setups like your Pierce builds and things like that that I use here and there. But generally, I like the spread shotgun ammo style. I do think I'm happy for the... you. Or sad, depending on how you felt. <laughs> this is the thing, right? I, it's so it's so different. Like the <laughs> yeah, I know. But like I, I just I'm kind of like Andy. I can't. I don't want to put the effort into the the setup. Like Lance feels like something that's very specific, right? In in the playing of it, but at least I know it's a it's a specific. It's like a designated bit of kit. I can augment it a little bit, mm. but I think you're so reliant on what you're feeding into the bowgun before you even get into the actual playing of it. And it's that kind of well, like it's kind of it's uh, easier now. It's like, with kind of maintenance. Sets, you've got like an item set set off for it. Sure. Like, you need it once, and then you're kind of you're set for whatever. So I think, like I think, just for me, it's like it's. You still got to harvest the material. I'm like, stuff, right? I'm yeah. like this in like, yeah, that's the other thing. I'm like this in a lot of games. If I have to put effort into harvesting stuff for it, I tend to go for the path of like mm. most convenience instead of what's necessarily 
uh, the best. So I was kind of hinting at before, like it's good you enough. Probably, you, it's probably best not to kind of start out like a brand new monster game with the ranged weapons. Yeah. Like, wait till like you're in kind of post end game kind of stuff. And but that that, that, that involves a major switch in your mindset, right? Like yeah. I think it just depends. On, like you, you want to the game. I know, so I know a lot of people in. don't like use guys are usually just kind of one or two weapons and then you start yeah. happy like mm-hmm. since world like I just gravitate to trying all the weapons now and like. The bow guns, the ranged weapons are like where you're gonna like you that's typically what I'll use at the end. But I've done yeah. done the opposite. Yes. Like I tried to try to see what it was like from the beginning with them with the bow and the light bow gun. And it's it's mm-hmm. not it's not it's not the best. But once yeah, I'm assuming once you get your farm sorted yeah. out and everything, everything is probably alright, but Yeah. I mean I I'm really glad that this stuff's in the game. And it's also really cool to do a hunt alongside somebody who's got this extra range yeah. alongside all the other melee lads. I think it does. I think it's a weapon that does help add to the spectacle of a hunt, but in uh, in multiplayer, mm. it's just yeah. not for Depending me. Depending on the, the ammo type, <laughs> but I am really glad well, it's like, in the game. It can be really helpful if you've got like if your particular weapon has like status, like ammo, like that's uh, to like mm-hmm. crowd control on the monster. I like that aspect of it as well. For me, it's just like in my head when I'm playing Monster, I'm like, oh, this is the game where I fight monsters with swords. I get close to monsters and fight them with a mm-hmm. melee weapon. And then just switching my head to, oh, it's the game where I shoot with a gun. Yeah. I can't do that. I, I was the same, the I was that the same Splatoon, for like the longest time. Like in Splatoon, I can't play with the, the brushes because it's like, no, Splatoon is a shooter. I want to shoot. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying you can't enjoy it. But yeah, yeah, for me, yeah. That's not. What I was I like, I was saying so like before, like I, I was the exact same before World. Like I didn't touch the ranged weapons at all. Like, like the closest I got was using the bow in the ultimate to fight Giganox because I hated being poisoned, so I just went the bow to stay away from the thing. Fair enough. I I can't think of that many games where I've actually used a bow and arrow that I've enjoyed more i know this is a bow mm. gun right but i enjoy the way it works in lord of the rings the two towers <laughs> or the return of the king games because the the arrows in those games especially against like the scrubber dub units they have that same feeling that you might get from like a hammer or something in this game where you're chunk and it will hit an orc and they'll just die and like it's a really satisfying, heavy kind of bow hit. Like not against all the enemies, but against the scrubber dubs, mm-hmm. it's quite fun. Uh, but you also you're, you're cranking them out relatively quickly. There's a very generous auto aim in that game, uh, so it's very satisfying. Uh, and I think I don't. There's something about because you were saying that it's a good. The light bow gun is good for status effects, which made me think: is this kind of the uh, <laughs> the dual blades of the ranged? stuff that you can do because it depends you, like it's are like, you shooting like it's kind of really weird quickly, like it's like it depends it on the, the bow gun itself because that's generally what depending on the ammo that it's got that's where you kind of specialize in is it a shotgun style like like bow gun or is it for pierce like yeah i, th- I think the like, pierce is pretty like, satisfying the, the, the biggest because like it's like if you've got a monster like this like long like a large big monster like a narwa yeah like Cause, that's like great for pierce because would... you just shoot off your pierce shots and it pierces all the way through the monster and you see all the ticks of damage going off it's that's the satisfying element of it for me because because this is where i think the interesting part in the lies for me like <laughs> is when you play like the up close stuff and you're really going for like cuts or you're going for a, a stun or whatever and you're really up in the monster's face i get that same feeling i had with the lord of the rings game way back then when it when you pull it off, I mean it's a lot more difficult in Monster Hunter, but it's a really chunky, satisfying hit, or you've pulled off a combo, and that's also good. How do you do? You still get that kind of sense when you're using the more distant weapons. Like I know the monsters that are going to come up in your mm-hmm. face and stuff. It's not like they're just going to let you pepper them from range. It's just so it's just so weird for me as someone who's never really tried it to get my mind around like how it feels even it's using like, it. This it's like, it's like it depends on like the setup. Like it's. It's kind of it's a hard one to like say that I wouldn't say that like they're massively kind of satisfying like moment to moment like but there is moments during the hunt where mm-hmm. like you'll get like you're you're doing well enough to like stay away from the monster and get all your shots off and like everything's just coming together like 
So it's like more of a yeah, tactical like weapon. It's more for like a, like it's a good way to approach and like learn. It's kind of weird that they're not good early game in Monster Hunter because if they were, I'd say I would, I would say pick like Bow Run like as your starting weapon because you're going to learn the monster the most by playing a ranged weapon because right, you, can you can sit stay back, at wing, stay at range and watch back, it. Yeah, yeah, and watch its moveset. It. But it's a tough one, like it's not. It's, they're generally not going to have like the same kind of kind of impact as like your melee weapons because like you're always in amongst it and you've got hard hitting moments where it just it just depends. Mm. Like if you're getting well, damage, I, 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 off, I think it's then, just a different cycle, right? Yeah, like it's just you are sure you're being further away, but I mean the the advantage of the light bow gun is you do have that extra maneuverability. So if the monster and you do have to maintain, you, like, you can dodge it better. You can. Have yeah. more control over. You've it. got like a critical that's... distance as well. You've got to sit in. Like you can't just be miles yeah. off and fucking pepper it from like miles to the other side of the Which zone. Which is shorter. Got... It, it, that's a shorter range, right? With a light, light bow gun, is it, or is it just bullet based again? I can't remember. Yeah, like it, it does vary, like on ammo type and but like your general, your setup. But like general, it's like a typical range to kind of sit in, and I'll change your icon, your aiming icon, critical light up to tell you you're in range so you're getting your and your critical distance to get your maximum damage out of it satisfaction yeah, I think it's probably a weapon that's benefited quite a bit as well from the damage numbers I'd say because you do get a bit more feedback whereas yeah. I guess you wouldn't have had that same idea back in the olden games because it is a bit more statistical a bit more calculated yeah, it's, it's the olden good. games olden games <laughs> The old olden ring. <laughs> I love that phrase, the olden games. <laughs> olden games. The ones that came before. I was going to say, like, it comes, like, the satisfaction mainly comes from, like, when you're you're going, you're playing well through the hunt, you're, like, keeping your distance and, like, your, your damage is mounting up and then you get that one big moment where, like, maybe the monster goes to jump at you and you shoot it once more, one more time and it knocks it out of the sky. Like it's rare, but like when that happens, it's just as satisfying as any other weapon when you knock a monster out of the sky. So, this is only part one of the weapons spectacular. Join us for part two, we'll talk about all the weapons that we haven't spoken about yet. Are <laughs> you want to do your usual outro or save it for part two? If you want to find this podcast, we're on Twitter at Monster Mash Pod. You can also find it on Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just search Monster Mash Podcast. Um, make sure you give us a follow, rate, and review, like, and subscribe. Blah blah blah. Um, and if you want to help support the podcast, keep it online, pay for hosting, stuff like that. Patreon.com/slash/podcastio/podcastios, where you can find links to this podcast and all the other podcasts me and my friends create. And you can get episodes a little early if you subscribe. Oh, Bye. and Moss, what are they tweeting at AndyMan949 this week? Um, whatever, I, 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 I haven't thought of oh. Normally, these are so meticulously well planned, aren't they? <laughs> they are. Oh, God. Shit. Oh, no, it's all coming up, falling apart. Uh, I don't know, just, just like, tweet him a picture of uh, your windowsill, and whatever is on the windowsill can also be in the picture. What? Be oh, good. I missed something here. No, it's just must be a must. <laughs> I don't. I don't have an idea. Do all of our older listeners a... tweet at Andy what you used to play in the olden games? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a better idea. Do that. Do that. The olden games. <laughs> all right. Bye. Right. Peace. <laughs> bye. Goodbye. All right. Mending this.